Welcome to episode number 94, Change. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with James, Heck, Yo. and Gabe. That's right, folks. Change. In this episode, the crew talks about their experience with change. We cover topics that range from new jobs, new homes, change of heart, painful changes, new mindsets, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Leo Tolstoy and Nelson Mandela. All right, if you are new, thank you for joining us. Guys, don't forget to download, subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com, and we define the word change. They define it as to make the form, nature, content, future course, etc. of something different from what it is or from what it would be if left alone. To transform or convert. To become different. The act or fact of changing. Fact of being changed. All right, cool. So uh, to kick things off, I wanted to grab a a pretty cool article I saw, Five Steps to Embrace Change. Um, But before we get that, I want to ask my son, James. James, where do we live? We live on... Earth. Yes, good job. And where's the moon? Up there. Up there, exactly. And uh, has the earth changed at all? No. No, it stayed the same? Wow. Okay. Um, so, what do you know about change? Change, if it gets really old, it changes to black bricks. Wow. The earth or us? No, the earth moon does not. Not the white moon. Not the white moon. Only the white moon stays together. The If... if this earth moon, if it crackers, we can still live here. Okay. That makes sense. So it's changing. Yes. Well, if cars get their paint off, it's still okay when there's still cars. So the moral of what you're trying to say is, yeah, it is okay. That, that That's a good observation. I appreciate that one. So James, do you want your own show? Your own podcast? Uh-huh, but when my own podcast comes, I'm going to need some couple friends from school. Gotcha. All right, so that sounds like a plan. Um, we can at least start with just you, right? All right, cool. All right, buddy, say bye. Bye. Um, all right, so this uh, cool article, Five Steps to Embrace Change by SimpleLifeStrategies.com. All right. So they say, number one, start by altering the way you view change. Remember that everything is constantly changing each and every day and that nothing ever stays the same. Good point. Number two, instead of clinging on to old habits, make a concerted effort to proactively create new changes for yourself. These don't have to be big life-changing things. Start with small steps like making a small change in your diet or in your attitude. 
Makes sense. All right, number three. Next time you feel a bit out of place, check in to see if it's because you are experiencing uncertainty about something. Often we are not even aware that uncertainty is the root cause of unsettling feelings. If uncertainty is the culprit, reframe your situation by trying to see the positive, such as how change is exciting. Uh, number four, commit to personal growth. By embracing change, we start to learn much more about who we are and how we operate. Self-awareness leads to a more meaningful and happier life. So by noticing the way you deal with change, you can start to understand what you need to do differently to live a more fulfilling, successful life. Okay, and the last one, accept change. Resist the urge to fight it and you'll be surprised how much easier life can be when you let go and work with change instead of against it. Go with the flow, live each day as it comes, and enjoy the ride. Um, not so sure about the last one. I I don't 100% agree. I don't disagree. I don't, I, I, I just, but I guess one thing that drives me crazy is when they say, you know, go with the flow, leave each day as it comes. I feel like we are directors in life as well. Sure. It's not just what life throws us. It's also our approach. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So if I just wake up with no aimlessly and just aimlessly walk <laughs> around, like, you know what I mean? With no nothing, no target or anything. No goal for the day or anything. I don't yeah. think that's what they're saying, but I also don't want that to get interpreted as to, sure. that's what they're saying. Right. Um, so, yeah. So know, know that life is obviously going to throw you curveballs, is going to jab you in the face. I think that's what they're saying. Kind of go with the flow and keep it moving kind of thing. But you can kind of steer it in a, in a particular direction for the most part. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think um, – I just think that it's an important point to make. Um, so I, I just want to make it kind of clear because I get in conversations a lot of times with all kinds of people that – have a different worldview and obviously, sure. you know, their approach on life. And one of the common themes that comes out of personal development is the act of how things are manifested in one's life and the law of attraction and how it actually works. There's a lot of confusion and that's one of them allowing life to just happen kind of thing where that is misinterpreted just as is, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. People took out the love yeah. of money is the root of all evil. It's kind of one of those things. It's not what it's saying well, it's not is not story. wrong. It's not the whole story. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes, we manifest stuff. You know, uh, a man is as he, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he, that kind of thing. But there's other aspects. That's sure. a very blanket statement. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Um, so, I, I just wanted to make that point. But I, I, I like all these points. You know, start by altering the way you view change. Sure. I think that is one of the most important things and the hardest um, because a lot of us, well, I think it's natural to resist. Yeah. Because it change. No, absolutely. Because you're comfortable with how things are currently on. So, of course, like anything that, I mean, even minorly that, that alters that, I mean, it's, it throws you off and then kind of like you, you get uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's literally in our DNA. Sure. We're, we're built to, your body's just doing what it's built to do. Um, I guess the issue becomes when you have no control uh, yeah. over some things that 
you know, it's just your your body naturally doing what it's supposed, to, it's supposed to protect itself, and that's a form of protection, resisting change, because they don't, you don't know what's going to come around that corner with that change, mm. even if it's little, there's still some kind of pushback. Sure. Right. Um, I remember going like even when I applied to Temple, like coming out of high school and going into. Uh, orientation, whatever it was, like two or three days. At oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not want to go at all. I knew, I knew when that moment came, that was the end of my, quote, childhood, really. Okay, yeah. Because it was like high school. Even though I worked at <laughs> the time. You go. I was working and all that stuff. And, you know, but I just knew. I was like, all right, this is like... I know when I go into this orientation, it's on me now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the performance, the real show is on me in my my own little life, not on a grand stage. Sure. Or I mean my own my the stage of my own little life. Um, that's that's what I was resisting. I didn't want to go. I I remember just like, man, what if I don't go? Do I have to go? Yeah. Like, can I just like skip this part? Like, yeah. I remember trying to come up with all these excuses as to why I didn't have to go. Um, and th- th- I mean, there's, there's, that's just a, the, whatever the heck, whatever you want to say, like, that's just the beginning of it all. And that was, and even that, yeah, because I think everybody, even since I commuted there, I, I mean, we still had, were required to stay over like those two or three days, whatever it was. So that was still like a little bit of taste of like, kind of like what living on campus kind of is. So it kind of gave a little bit of idea of like how drastic it can be different oh man and i and the reason the other thing was it wasn't just like oh i'm no, no longer under mommy and daddy's roof uh to a certain extent yeah you are and it's still life in this as we always joke it's life in a bubble sure, really going absolutely. to college anyway um <clears throat> you do get to experience real life things but it's it's a very um you know secluded thing sure, and, and you know it's it's a for the most part a protected environment but anyway um you learned a lot of things, and I knew from there, I knew I was going to have to, quote, grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I just totally resisted it. It was such a, such a normal thing for me to, like, I knew I was going to do this, mm. just putting it off, putting it off. Um, but, you know, experts say this all the time. You're If you leave it up to your mind, you, you're the, you can be your own worst enemy in that you can talk yourself out of things that you know are good for you. But you're talking yourself. You're okay with talking yourself out of it because of the comfort that it brings. Because you're now avoiding change. Yeah, absolutely. You know or, what I'm saying? Yeah. You absolutely. don't want to deal with the the fear of the change. Exactly. The fear of the unknown or whatever the exactly. whatever quote unquote consequences that comes along with that. Right. I mean, how many of us talked ourselves out of going to the gym? Sure. That's a perfect example. Because half the time you have to talk yourself into going. I'm to still the gym. tired. Yeah. I'm just gonna be more tired. Yeah, <laughs> I'll start tomorrow. I can't. Yeah, I won't be yeah. able to get through my day. It's too early. Uh, to I go. didn't go to the store to get salad, so I can't. You know, I can't. I'm not going to start the diet. Right so it's yeah. like, so I then I'm not going to go to the gym. So you know what? Let me start Saturday. I'll go to the grocery store Saturday. So now you already pushed off a whole week, and now you're pushing <laughs> for another week. Yeah, because then you didn't get the the meal prep bowls, the right ones. Yeah, you didn't get enough water. Stuff. You didn't buy protein, protein yet. Um, well, yeah. anyway, so there's a lot. That's a good example because I'm I'm gonna say 99% of people have experienced that. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're fit, whether you're not fit, it doesn't matter. You're a human being at the end yeah. of the day, and it is so easy to let yourself get to yourself from yes facing discomfort, but look at the reward. Sure, 
People right. always say, unless outside of injury, you won't regret a workout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because usually it makes you feel better too. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, all those. I mean, there's uh, there a couple times where I, I got up. I'm like, ah, I really don't feel like going, dragging my feet. Yeah. And then when I get home from it, I'm like, dude, I'm glad I went. Like, yeah. I actually feel good yeah. about myself. I'm like hyped. I'm like pumped, ready to go shower and get ready for work and stuff. So, yeah. kind of sets up the day depending on, you know, when you're going. I know because when I was going, it was early in the morning. And I was like, it set off my day like yeah. in a good note. And I just felt good about everything. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, just going back to the article saying, you know, the way you view change. If we view change, going back to the, you know, the obvious, you know, uh, example with going to the gym. If you view it and you know, like, dude, I'm going to be happier. Yeah, absolutely. Feel better about myself after this workout, and not necessarily dread it. If you're dreading it, it's because you're viewing it in the wrong through the wrong yeah. lens. Yeah, right. and absolutely. so this this here is telling you change the way you view. Uh, change or alter the way you view change. Um, so if I view it as, dude, I know I'm going to feel better. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm telling myself I'm I'm looking at it in a different way, totally different than, oh, gosh, you're going to be hurting. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah. But when, when you ask any weight trainer or somebody who's like really into it, they almost enjoy the pain because it's an indication that they actually worked out that Absolutely. muscle or that muscle group or whatever. Right. Um, so it's almost like, yes, that's good. That's good. Again, outside of injury, I'm talking about. Um, so, so it, it's fantastic. It, it's a, it's a, it's a great tip because it's a, it's one that people always say, oh, embrace change, and that sounds good. And yes, you should. But if I like this because it's starting with you, yeah, because you have to change the way you see it. That's life in at its bare minimum. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, instead of clinging old to old habits. Make concerted effort to proactively create new changes. Yeah. I mean, that one's pretty straightforward, right? Um, next time you feel out of place, uh, check to see if someone is because you experience uncertainty about something. I guess the, it's the, it, this goes back. The uncertainty is the fear of the unknown kind sure. of thing. Right. You're not sure what to expect, right? And there's something about that should be said about control. Um, and the reason why I say that is because even in my own thought processes, I get worried or not so motivated to move towards something if there's a level of uncertainty that is derived from me not having complete control. Like there's certain matters that I can't control. Um, for example, like, if I had a if I planned the party outside, oh yeah, which creates an uncertainty because of weather in my mind, I can't control the weather, so I just keep making all these thoughts up in my head and become anxious and overwhelmed in my own thoughts of something I literally just made up. Yeah, yeah, and you still have no idea what's really going to happen, right? Because it could or because there's it. a there's something there with uh, <laughs> there's an uncontrollable variable, the unknown. That right? Yeah. Right, and it'll drive you crazy if you just keep on dwelling and dwelling on something you can't control, right? Um, so it's such a weird thing, but if you break it down into a very silly example as the weather, sure, because that's a very factual thing. You really don't have control over no, the weather, right? Right. But here's Absolutely. a confusion. There's some things in life think we can control things that we cannot control. Yeah. That's where the craziness starts coming in. You know what I mean? Um, it's tough. I've seen, I've seen uh, grown people 
get angry with change that they couldn't control. It was they were working in this department for over 30 years. Now, all of a sudden, they have to go to another department because they're working for that agency. So they're like angry and they have no control over it. So they just keep saying what, you know, they just keep bad mouthing everything and everyone. And, and instead of just going with Total the change, resistance. right? They don't want it. But the thing is, they've been comfortable there for 30 years. So it's like, right, they, want right. keep doing the same they want to keep doing the same thing until they retire. But guess what? You have to go do this. And then I heard a couple of people were actually angry about it. But when they got there, they enjoyed sure. working. They enjoyed the change in doing something. I mean, still the same job per se, but working with different people and different locations. And even, even the drive to work, they said it was actually enjoyable oh, because yeah. it was the same stale drive back and that forth, back and for forth for 30 years. years. Exactly. And then so, yeah, so I, I seen, I've seen how like some people can – Make the positive out of the change, or make complete chaos out or of just it, and just kind of resent the change. Resent the change, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the people who kind of go with it and find a benefit out of it, I don't think it's a it's an anger thing. I just I it, I think it's literally it's it's going to be different. They know it's going to be different, and you don't just want don't different. Want, yeah. You don't want the different. Right. Yeah. But when a different comes, they're embracing it on some level. Because they're enjoying it. Yes. That's how you know that they're embracing yeah, exactly, it, right? Exactly. There's still people out of pure stubbornness that would just be mad, even though it's a better situation for them yeah, because it's changed. Because they would changed, just like, be mad because it's still not because the they same. Because they were forced out of their, yes. their, out of their comfort situation. Yeah. That's different. That's a big difference. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Though. Because I think the first group of people, that's more of a natural thing. There are your optimists and people yeah. love change. Or, they, or they, they're looking forward, forward to, change, to yeah. something like, not all change, just that specific change. Right. Like, yeah, we need to shake things up yeah. kind of thing. I mean, for 30 years? Sure. Yeah, you need to change, change something <laughs> up, dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we don't... Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with change, especially with the era that we live in now. That's an old school way of thinking, right? Right. You kind of, you know, you do the whole thing. You know, go to school for so many years, yeah. have a career for 40, and it's just like that is almost non-existent no. at this point. No, absolutely. Right? And just looking back 20 years ago, that was still a normal, a normal thing. Yeah, There's right. still people still in are still in that, can still be caught up just depending on mm. the company and the business that they're part of. Um, yeah. So it, it's okay. I'm not saying, but it's not the norm either. Sure. Where now it's like, you know, your career path can take multiple turns and people don't find that odd anymore. No, yeah. It's pretty no, normal. It's normal, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and to piggyback on... You know, I know I use this example a lot, but technology, Absolutely. it's such yeah. a working out and, and, you know, embracing that and technology is too, there's such easy examples and it just easily makes sense of stuff, which I think breathes life into embracing the change. If you get this level of, you know, if you, if you can just comprehend that little bit, you can, I guess, appreciate the later, the more complex, sure. I guess, situations technology five years ago a year ago totally different literally changed the way we live our everyday life absolutely mm -hmm. the way i operate today is totally different than when i way i operate five years ago literally based just on technology yeah definitely. yeah absolutely. right before another another dry example getting where you're getting your information from has now turned in from the television set 
the radio, and newspapers, like physical newspapers. Oh, yeah. To literally just one little mobile device. Yeah. You get your weather. You don't need the TV at this point. Yeah. Right? You can watch shows on this thing. You get your news on this thing. You get, not only that, you get filtered news on this little thing. Yeah. Where before, you got to finger through all this stuff. You got to wait. You got to watch a 30-minute show just to get to the weather, just yeah. to wait for this. There's no more waiting. It's right there. The world is literally at, you know, at your fingertips. And the most, I think, impressive part is the filtered aspect of it all. Yeah. That's the future, getting the granularity of things, right? Like even, even just a basic thing with like stocks, okay? Or, or, or yeah, whatever, just stocks. Depending on, you know, what kind of stocks or, um, you know, the industry that you want to be in, I don't have to, I don't have to just go to a website and like just wait till, you know, all the tickers are flying by and all these like green and red arrows pointing up and pointing down. You don't have to wait for that. Literally, I could just go to my segregated industry, bink, and I'll just pull up all that stuff. That fast, the information is given to me that fast. I don't have to wait for the next day for something to get printed on a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not embracing that, you're losing out. If you're waiting to make investments based off of information that is delayed in yeah. today's age, you're getting smoked. Yeah, you're Because yeah. dudes are waiting around to, for the newspaper the next day to yeah. make their investments. Because you have influencers out there. Yeah. You have people Absolutely. who are telling you, what the oh, look, look, look at this. Look at this stock. Check this out. Yeah. Look. Their earnings report says X, Y, and Z. They could just make that up, and people will people buy the buy stock. Into it. Yep. Um, one of the Kardashians, or the Jenner, one of the Jenners, Kylie yeah. Jenner, um, made a comment on Twitter or on Twitter about Snapchat. The stock tanked that day. Yeah. Literally, t- the stock itself tanked. The Snapchat. Stop. Yeah, the yeah. St- Snapchat st- because of what she said. I think yeah, it was something it, like along yeah, those lines. Lost, like, she influenced that, that billion dollars. Yeah. She had an influence over like that. Yes, to that level. And they interviewed Holy her, smokes. and she said it was very innocently done. She was. Uh, people were complaining about what they changed oh, something. They, they made the an update to it and they changed something about it. And then she's like, "Oh, I don't like this update." And then it was a very. It was something. It was like very wow innocent. I guess is a like the word that comes up. She wasn't saying it to to she tank like, a company. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. just saying everybody was saying yeah. the same thing though. It was it was, it was, it was like, a very it was a weird update, and yeah. she just because she has that many followers, they like okay, and that wow. level drops like yeah, that whatever's worth of, a billion some dollars. Holy smokes, that's right? crazy, and that's a social media thing that affected big business, yeah. big yeah. time investments. Big time. You know what I mean? Like it, we. Listen, if you're not embracing it, you're I'm telling you, you're just gonna get smoked. And this has I'm not even talking about investment. That this is just everyday life. Getting information, getting the right information. The the thing is, remember I talked about f- filtering. The the thing is is filtering the right information. Sure. That's where we're at because there's a lot of information, but there's a lot of bogus um, you know, trash information sure. out there and we're being inundated just by information. We're yeah. I think at this level, we should all understand that, yeah, there's a lot of information out there. Yes, it can be totally overwhelming. That is the reason why I say the focus now is filters and granularity of information, of the right information. Sure, because that's where where we're at. Because the other part of that, too, was that, I mean, you got to be aware is that you're going to find information that... The internet said it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So let's combine uh, the last four, I mean, I'm sorry, the last two, four (laughs) and five, uh, commit to personal growth 
and accept change because we talked about accept change or whatever but just that accept change and then put it up with uh commit to personal growth by embracing change um i think it's i think we could we could talk about both accepting the change is kind of what we're talking about with you know the you know the the, the industry that you're in and people moving on to Technology, another building yeah. because the expansion, you know, shifted in a different way and changed what they knew as their everyday life to something totally different. Right. right? Um, that's someone who didn't accept change, who was basically resisting that. Um, and, and you got to be careful too, because just because something's new and something, it doesn't mean that it's better. Sure. So you got to be careful what you're accepting, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So here you go again with you have to be able to analyze and decipher what's good change, what's bad change, because there's industries, there's companies, there's families that make a change and it's not good. It's a yeah. not a good change for the family, for the company, the business, whatever you have going yeah. on. So you have to be able to, oh, it's not just embrace change and take. That's why. That's why I was very careful with this. Yeah. I talked about this one first. Because it, you're not just taking whatever life's throwing at you. you yeah. it, that's not. That's where the misconception comes. You have to be careful. You have to be dodging bullets. Yes, you have to go with the punches. Yeah, but you also got to be making your moves. Right. You Get can't be always on the defense. Sure. You have to all then then produce and you know become offensive. Kind of do your due diligence of right. the situation sort of. Yeah. Exactly. So so yes, there's the personal development part is having the maturity of accepting the change. That is one thing. But then also you have to be able to, to also have the maturity to decipher between what's good and bad for the most part. Sometimes sure. we don't know if it's going to be, you know, we enter into things, okay, like a business arrangement, right? Say you want to partner with somebody. Yeah. Everything in the beginning, quote, is good. And, you know, the business arrangements and the partnership sounds good until yeah. you actually get into the thing. And it's a change. It's a big change because now you're doing business with somebody now you're splitting the decisions. Now mm. you're, you know, making choices with somebody else that went straight to, you know, the bat cave, so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? So it's tough because that is where you, that's where you kind of roll with the punches. That's where you got to make the mature decision. Say, all right, this needs to stop, or we need to either change the direction of where we're going yeah. because this is not working. Because when it starts affecting multiple people, is when you have to seriously understand what you, what the situation is. Right, and then that's when you can get also get in trouble if you quote, "Oh, accept the change and just go with the punches." Because now you're chasing your money. Now you're free. You're literally going, you know, first class, one way ticket to hell with that kind yeah. of mentality. Or yeah, you're affecting somebody else's livelihood at the same time. Exactly. While you're just, you know, who cares about my own situation? Just rolling exactly. with the punches. But you, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, all together, you know, this five steps to embrace change by SimpleLifeStrategies.com. Excellent, excellent points, excellent article. Um, you know, thank you. So I'll ask the crew, I ask you guys, um, how do you view change and do you embrace it? Well, kind of going along with the first one, it's like it's inevitable. It's like it says, right, you know, nothing ever stays the same. So it's like you, if you don't embrace it in some regard, whether you know you're proactive against it or you know, like you're going with the flow, it's it's gonna happen no matter what. Like yeah. we said before, is it's gonna happen to you or it's gonna you know leave you behind, or whatever. Yeah, I think so, and I think there's something to be said with the you know, the most cliche examples that we gave. There's something about being better, sure. becoming better, and as I always say, becoming the best version of yourself. Which yes, I got that from Matthew Kelly. Um, 
the book Dream Manager. But to become the best version of yourself, you have to know that to become better, you're going to have to change, right? Like, if I want to become, I cannot become a millionaire with the mindset that I have right now. Because if I had the millionaire mindset, I would be a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. So for me to say, like, I know how to make a million dollars will be a false statement, being that I'm not a millionaire. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I can't get to a location with being the same person that I am now. I have to then change, change my thoughts, change the way I think, look at things differently, embrace change, and kind of move through the mud in a specific way. And, you know, as Wallace D. Waddles says in The Science of Getting Rich, thinking in a certain way. It's not, have you ever seen like somebody who has a crazy amount of money and you're just looking at them, you're like, dude, I know if this guy can do it, I can do it. You ever like think, sometimes like think of it as like, not even even with money, they just accomplish something so big and you're like, Wow, I know I'm like it almost yeah. builds you co- your confidence, yeah. and then you're yeah, like, but how? Them. Yeah, you're like how? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we we pollute our own minds with those crazy thoughts of, you know, excuses or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I can't do this because I have kids. Oh, I can't do this because I'm you know I'm not really overweight. Or I can't do it. It's too early. I don't have my meals prepped. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's those little things when that they're just thinking in a certain way. They're thinking differently, the way as opposed to the way you're thinking. And so they're they're attaining different results. You cannot get the same result. You cannot get different results with the same level of thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's also I guess not also like the fear of like failure and stuff. It's, I guess the fear of, of like actually succeeding and having dealing with the the good parts of that too. Like you're not showing like what the good consequences. Them. Yeah, right. Because there's repercussions of also making the right decisions because. Yeah. You know, what, what, you, you know the old, the old saying, yeah, because there's there's a responsibility that sure. comes with exactly. that now. That's the, yeah, exactly. Now it's like now it's like oh, and now I can't mess up now. Now there's more expected of me, right? Exactly. Yeah. So now I can't mess up, okay? And it's like this, you're there without even being there. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you there? Like, how are you there? Right? <laughs> about messing things up when you didn't even get. To yeah. where you need to be, you know what I'm you saying. Given the this is the possibilities there, yeah. of the, th- sure. you know, of. But then this beautiful creation of our own minds is what, you know, gave us the light bulb. What gave us, you know, those same crazy Absolutely. thoughts are also, you know, that is those sparks of genius. At the same time, can go the other way. You know, there, there's always, you know, there's the, you know, the the yin and the yang kind of thing. Like, yeah, as good as our thoughts can get, they can be as also as dark and bad. Yeah, absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? They're also, as much as they're creating, they're destroying. And it's finding that, you know, in between, um, you know, with everything. And I think that the, 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 the secret to life really just overall is finding a balance with, with everything. Which is the... Living the balance, right? That, that is the yin and the yang. Right, exactly. Literally. It's a little bit of everything, yeah. you know? Um, you can't have one without the other. Right, exactly. And and just, you know, the whole thing, the whole cliche statements, you guys all know that stuff. Sure. Um, but, but, you know, going back to, you know, embracing the change, um, have you ever been changed unexpectedly? Like, there was one time I was watching, I know this is going to sound super funny, um, I was watching a movie, and I just thought it was like, 
a Christian version of like the little giants. Okay. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is so cheesy. Like it was killing me actually. I'm like, Oh gosh, bad acting. Just like, and I'm just like, I am not like, this is, I'm not inspired. You know what I mean? And then there's this crazy scene. Like there's a scene where they were practicing and the coach was talking about the upcoming game. And the leader of the organization was basically saying, we have no shot. Okay. And the coach called him out and had him do this, you know, this exercise or this drill, whatever they say, where it's basically you're on all fours, but not your knees. You're on your two feet and your two hands. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's like this crawl. I forget what they, the hell crawl or something crazy yeah, they do. call it because yeah. it's really hard to do. Um but not only that, he then blind he what? blindfolded the kid <laughs> with a handkerchief yeah. or whatever, and then put a kid on top of him, and then had him crawl through you know the the field or whatever, and the, and the kid's like wanting to give up. And he's saying that it burns and it does all this, and finally the kid drops. Oh, he wants to he wants to stop. I'm sorry, he stops. And the coach is like, don't give up now, don't give up now. Da, da, da. He's just digging in him, digging in him, digging in him. And finally the kid just stops. The other kid on top of him kind of like falls off. And he's like, take off your take off your blindfold. Look where you're at. Da, da, da. He's like, I got to be at the 50. I got to be at the 50. And at the end, he's like, he's in the end zone. He went 100 yards with like a 130-pound man on his back. And did it. And the, the whole moral of the story was like, they're looking at you. If they see you crumbling in the face of a giant. Yeah. And literally, yeah. I think that's what it's called, Facing the Giants or something like that, um, the movie. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. Um, if they see you doing that, that's what they're going to do. You're the leader. Um, well, I guess the other point is you don't realize how much you put the resistance on yourself to accomplish more or to change. Yes. But you don't realize how much you can actually accomplish if you just like kind of put the, quote unquote, put the blinders Blindful. on. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's just thinking about that. Like, yeah. You can actually make it further without the thought process of it. Like you're just going, 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 not realizing where you're actually at. And you're like, and you turn around, you look back, you're like, "Wow, I just did all that. I went this far. Or, I went this far yeah. with it without even realizing it, yeah. and thinking, you know, that I couldn't do it, and I surpassed what I thought. Because that's like, the self doubt, the self talk. Yeah, yes. it's telling you that you you can only go this far, right? As opposed to just letting it, let your inner body letting it, it kind of happen. I mean, not not. Obviously, it's it's more focused on that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was a that was something where I got changed unexpectedly because I like I said it was just terrible in my mind. Like, it was okay, a, it, was, it was a terrible movie, but out of nowhere, this scene comes up, like, and yeah. I was just like, "Dude, I think about that all the time." Same thing with a couple books that I've read, especially uh, "The Power" by Rhonda Byrne. That was like my when you know, "The Seeker" came out, and that was my mind started shifting. I had a definitely had a paradigm shift, and that's when the personal development industries, you know, got introduced to me and all that. But then when she came out with the the power, another paradigm shift happened uh, in my mind because it was more of like I know this is real. Then with the secret, I knew it was something can ha- I can change, and it, you know, life can be totally different, and I can I'm the creator. But at the same time, I was just like I I, I don't know if I deserve that kind of mm. life. And then the power came on and said, there's enough for everybody. You are deserving. You're supposed to live in a certain way. And it was like, whoa. So I knew, you know, from one book to another or whatever. But um, the power was, you know, a book that basically changed uh, the way I thought 
in a specific way. And that goes back to the theory of knowledge is power. Sure. But as I always like I always say it's like applied yeah. knowledge is power. Um but yeah, so so I don't know if you guys got a change unexpectedly. Um I have See, not to, going off of that, like not to that extent. Like I mean I can't think of anything like as dramatic as that, like, but we'll, we'll watch that scene after we're done recording. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, all right. So, what was the biggest change you ever overcame? Like the one of the biggest things, like I remember, like I guess, like growing up, whatever is like, obviously my parents separated, so it was like obviously yeah. you lived in a single household. All of a sudden, now you live in, or like you know, visiting time and all that stuff, and it's like that's dramatic in terms of like I'm a ten year old child, and I'm right, right, not fully right. understanding you know the situation and all that stuff too. But yeah. then like you know you kind of have to deal with it you, right that's how outside of your your circle because it's dealing with you know people beyond wow that's a that's a that's a great point too with being a parent or being someone that doesn't control something just the, the effects that your decisions and you know what you do in life have on your kids right yep i mean like he just said is like, i had no control over that you know what i mean it was something that was for you know the better of them but w- without even like knowing mm. or or necessarily even wanting to, they probably knew it was like, oh wow, this is gonna change things. But it's still it's still gonna have an yeah, effect, regardless. Have... No matter how many times you talk to your kid, and t- sure, you know, because yeah. even they even like stuff like older. Because my sister, obviously, my sister's like two and a half years older. It was like later on, seeing like the bigger changes of like you know my dad remarrying and stuff like that too. It was like yeah, the effect of her, like I didn't took it as you know I, I I guess I dealt with it younger, so it like kind of yeah. different. But the effects of her how she dealt with it when. He, you know, told us he was getting married, and she, you know, her her emotional response to all that stuff too was like right. dramatically different than, than how I dealt with it at the moment. Sure, so like, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough, like, because we're we're talking about you know, like the fun, more on the fun end of you know, like, or not even never fun, but the lighthearted parts. But then you get to like a, you know, like a situation like that. It's like a, on a, obviously a much deeper level, much heavier sure. uh, situation to handle. It's just like. Wow, change. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. They start saying change in a different tone. And that goes to the uncontrollable. Like you that that's their decision. Like they have to right. do that for the betterment yeah. of, of everybody. Right. Yeah, the biggest change for me was uh becoming a homeowner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of responsibility on that. Like I definitely t- said to myself, I'm like, Yeah, dude, can you do this? Yeah. Do you think you could do this? Like there's a lot of stuff that's gonna change. Like you can't just go out and buy clothes, go buy sneakers and this and that and and it's crazy because like the less I thought about it, the easier it became because it was just a natural reaction to it of just being normal, paying a mortgage and just yeah. like doing the normal routine stuff and forgetting that the stuff that you used to do. So it's like a it was it was just like a big change on changing your my lifestyle, I guess to say. Sure. But obviously, it's yeah, I get over it, and you just keep on going. And I mean, you can't look back at that, it. That new change becomes the new normal. So right. like, it doesn't become anything. Like the, yeah, the old is gone now. Whatever. It's gone. And that's it is what it is. Yeah, I think my my biggest change for sure is becoming a a father, um, and it was one of my my favorite change, um, just because it's it's. It's bizarre in a way. It's cool as anything in a way. There's so much change that comes with that that I grew to obviously appreciate it. But the same, going back to the same thing, like you embrace it. There's this level of excitement every single day because you know it's going to be 
an adventure with a kid, regardless whether, you know, if the most like, you know, boring person, I guess, it's still going to be interesting with a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're definitely going to keep you on your toes. Um, and and the change, it's it's different. Like, I, there's no, for me, there was never like a good or bad. I felt like I've always lived like an awesome life in my head, mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So to me, it wasn't like it didn't get any, you know, it got, it was just different. And I made it in my mind. I just made that now awesome in my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or made my life, you know, as fun or cool with the change, with the new change. And obviously this change was another person, Mm -hmm. which makes it even cooler. Now you're seeing how you, you, your effect on a little person, on their little mind and see how they operate on, you know, the way your thought process is. Yeah. And you see, like, a little you yeah. and the little them. Yeah. Um, it, oh, man, that's freaking so cool. Um, but anyway, so, uh, you know, do you believe people can change? If they want to, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if they put their mind to it, I mean. They can do it. They can do it. <laughs> Say ah, by the on. bill. <laughs> ah, come on. You can ah, change. Come on. You can change. Um. Yeah, I just I think if they really like, are they they're willing to do it and they want to do it for themselves, then yeah, absolutely yeah, they could change. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean totally totally agree. Um, but it it is one of those things. It's a it, ha- it has to come from a deep desire, um, in that person. There's what they say like a warrior in us all, whatever a, you know, a Ferrari that's there somewhere within you. Mm. Um, that you might just be driving in first gear and not even realizing there's like six other gears here and you sure. can go 280 miles per hour, um, but you're just cruising at 25. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's not to say you can't shift up. You yeah. know what I mean? So anybody can take the next shift. And that goes back to literally, it's a perfect example when I say paradigm shifts. It's yeah. like literally take another notch up, you know, go to third gear, fourth gear, whatever. Um, and now you're using the car for what it's made for, right? Yeah. And if you could think of that as like the human, are we in the next gear or are we going towards the next gear um, that we all have within us mm. and not being stuck in reverse or in neutral, whole lot of gas, going nowhere, right? O- always moving forward is kind of like that thought process. So I believe everyone has the ability to change. Sure. Not everybody changes. Yeah, right? right. So that is where my thought process comes. I know how strong, or I know to, to, to the extent of my own knowledge and my experience, I know how crazy big things a human can do and the changes that they can make because we're all built like that. So I believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I believe in you because I know it's possible because yeah. I've changed myself just in my little world sure. life. So I know if I can do it in back of my mind, you can do it. So people say, well, how, how do you, how do you, prov- how can you put belief into someone? And I say, you got to look at yourself. If you appreciate your own self and your own abilities, you have to know that that person also can do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I say that, I believe in you. I do. I genuinely do because I know it's possible. But it's not for me to make the change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's for you to believe in you. Absolutely. 
I can help you. Uh, you know, I will help you get there and build the belief. But it doesn't matter how much you hype someone up, how much you inspire someone. It's like how deep, how much pain can that person basically take? And it's it's until they change, mm. is what it is. And and pain is not necessarily a, you know in a negative thing. It's just pain could just be procrastination. That's painful yeah. if you're not making that move. You know what I'm saying? You're putting something off. Yeah. That's a level. That's a that's a form of pain. Yeah. That you're enduring. It's, so it's like how much. You know, there there's like an old story. I, I don't know where I even heard it from, but there's this guy who would walk past his porch every day, and there's a there's a um, a dog, just like kind of like howling. And the guy says, uh, you know, it's a metaphor for you know like someone complaining or whatever. He passed by, whatever, just laying on the yeah, porch, yeah. and he's like, "What's wrong with this dog?" So he passes by, so he says hi to Nero. Next day, the kid's sitting on his porch with his dog, and the dog same thing, like almost in a painful way. So the third day, the guy passed by, and he's like, "You know, can I ask you something about your dog?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, um, "Why? What, what's wrong with the dog? Like, what, it just, it sounds like it's in, you know, it's just it's howling, but it's a it, it's not a good howl. It almost mm. looks like it has like tears coming out of its face." It's like, oh, he's uh, he's sitting on a nail, but it's not painful enough for him to get up and move. So, how many nails are we sitting on that we're complaining about, but we're not doing anything about it, right? So it's that's an old story that I heard years ago, and it always is like, all right, Jim, like you want something different? It must not hurt that bad because you're still doing the same stuff. Yeah, right. Um, and so now you have to ca- so you have to apply the why. Why am I doing this? Like, what's going to actually get me excited? And you know, we we talked about earlier about how to just get up and go without your mind playing tricks on you, without your mind basically convincing you to not get up and go. Mm. There's a book uh, by Mel Robbins titled "The Five Second Rule," and I'm sure. A bunch of people have heard of this. But basically, the concept is saying five, four, three, two, one, go. Don't even think about it. Hmm. Just go. Um, she's actually even changed the way I, th- I, I see alarms. Because there's there's all these studies shown that uh, you should only set one alarm. A lot of people set five of them, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Like a wake-up alarm? <laughs> yeah. In the yeah. morning. So, I'm laughing because I actually and, literally have Yeah. Five alarms. Five alarms. <laughs> 5.30, 5 6 o'clock, 6.15, you just, whatever, right? <laughs> that's not that's not including snooze? <laughs> no snooze. No, no, no. No snooze. Snooze is your enemy. Multiple alarms are your enemy. Snooze is your enemy. And this is the reason why. You ever, you, you hear your alarm, right? It goes off and you hit snooze or you put, you know, you, you hit it off it. and you, because you know that you have the next one in line yeah. or whatever. How much better do you feel as soon as the next one goes off? You don't. You it's impossible. It yeah. <laughs> if anything, actually, you're more tired. And studies show you, you know it you takes have. your body, once your body's, uh, once your mind, you know, you're, you're actually awake, even with this simple like, alarm, it takes your body an hour and like 20 minutes to then get back into actually sleeping. So you're actually now doing a negative effect to yourself. So now you're making yourself more tired because you're forcing something on your body. Huh. It's causing a stress that when you hit that snooze or whatever 
you're all banged up when you get up. You're foggy, cloudy, thinking, whatever. And when you would just get up and go, you're actually, no matter how painful it's going to feel, you're better off at that moment. So set your alarm for the last one. Well, what's the last time I can get up? Then just set it for the last yeah. one then. Don't set up 15 different things. You're not getting up to getting up. That's You're funny. actually, do, it's, 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 it's a negative effect on you. And there's all these studies that prove it. Um, that's and then funny. So you add that thought, knowing that, that's real backed science, right? And, you know, don't, don't quote me on the actual time. Um, back that up with the five second rule and not allow yourself for the excuse. So your alarm goes off your snooze is your five, four, three, two, one, go like a rocket. Like literally, yeah. this is where she got the concept from. Um, it's five, four, three, two, one, go. Go is an action word. That's why it's a trigger, right? It's gonna make you move. You don't go one, two, three, four, five. There's no action word after that. Six <laughs> is after that, right? <laughs> so you count down. The count down, yeah. right? Go up. So if you have that, when you wake up tomorrow and you hit that one alarm, knowing you're doing a bunch of negative to yourself, you're going to start. So you already started off on the wrong foot with the five alarms. You're already in a bad direction. Don't stub your toe. Don't spill coffee now. Don't go the wrong way. Don't get rear-ended because you're already on that. You're You're already messed up. Negative mindset, yeah. So boom, it's just going to layer, layer, layer. So if you just get up, don't set your alarm for 615 if you have another one at 650. Yeah. Right, just just set it for six fifty. Six fifty, get up then. That's the last time you go. You're not giving yourself an excuse. This is the last one I have. I have to get up. Yeah. Right, then you do the five, four, three, two, one. Go. Just get up and go. Brush your teeth or whatever your first thing yeah. you do in the morning. Just do it. Why are we? We hit the snooze button in life so many times, and it allows us to have that thought process. Forget waking up. Think about that thought process in life. How many snooze buttons or how many alarms do we set? Next Monday, I'm going to start. Next Tuesday, I'm going to, you know, apply for that job. Freaking tomorrow, I'm going to then start eating good. We do. We hit the snooze button in life just in general yeah. all the time. Yeah, without realizing. Physically it. sleeping, though, it literally has a negative effect. And if, a negative, if it has a negative effect on you, then, okay, so is this not the truth then? Yeah. In regular life. There's so many basic things that I think us as human beings, we, we mess up in our own mind just because for some reason we like some level of complexity, we like making things crazier than what they really are. It's very basic, right? How, what, what do you think, how much water does the earth consist of? Earth. I mean like percentage water? Yes. Isn't like 70% water? The human body. How much water is in the human body? It's about the same. Okay. What are we doing, Right. Have you ever seen the water studies by Dr. Some crazy last name. There's water studies <laughs> yeah. that they freeze water and they, they watch what water does on the most like under literally under microscopes. If you talk positive words to water, to water, like water coming out of a faucet, like you put it in a little Petri dish, you label it love. Then you, put water in a petri dish and label it hate and they have this video thing shooting like a camera underneath it and watch what the little molecules do the little molecules of hate are all kind of like distorted looking and you know what like a snowflake really looks like all like perfectly like all these these, pretty the love one literally of water has all these perfect like little so if you're talking about on the most granular level Hmm. and we're made of 70 percent of that 
what kind of words are we inflicting on ourselves? And just think about if 70% of what you're made of is water and you have that easy of effect on how we're not only labeling, labeling ourselves, but the labels we're putting on our loved ones, mm. our friends, our coworkers, the stuff that we're saying, the negative stuff that we're saying, that's entering into their system and now changing, you literally alter, altering what they are inside. Hmm. But you can do the same thing with a positive word. Again, I'll show all these videos. I'll yeah, show yeah. you like videos and links of the stuff that people, you know, see. So, so the belief. Okay, so believing in someone again, as little as labeling water on in a petri yeah. dish, labeling it love. Can that same water that came from the same water then change the one that you just labeled hate? Hmm. Right. So I can believe in you because okay, that's the Ferrari. It's in you, right? It's in your DNA. You can change. It's 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 proven right there. And to come up with the snooze buttons or the, the extra alarms in life, not like the yeah. actual ones, think about all that, sure. right? All that stuff. So change is sometimes, I guess, what I'm trying to say, we make it bigger than what it is. Sure. And what they said is make a little change, like even if it's something like in your diet or yeah. just something a little, um, it's just a little one. What happens is, this is the barrier that we do, right? With working out. Oh, but if I work out, then I got to take a shower. Then I got to get up earlier. Then I got to... You came up with all this stuff. Yeah. You made the wall. You just created this wall. Yeah. Because your why is not big enough. But you say, yeah, but I'm going to feel better. Yeah, but I... So now you're talking differently. True. I'm going to look look and feel good, right? And the other end too, like when, the more... Like going back to the snooze thing, the, the longer you keep putting it off, the worse you feel about yourself. Yes, yeah, snooze. The, then it goes back into the procrastination yeah. these are all the same things and then some people go they think of change right away and it's they think it's got to be a big change yeah so it's something big right. so then that's when they put the negative into it it's like uh damn that's too big or, for me i can't do that so let's i mean try starting out small exactly or, right exactly up. that has to all happen at once not yeah over time. gradually i mean okay so you you want to build a house you can't build a house just by going putting slapping the wood together obviously there's steps there's different ways of getting there and, and starts little by little so that's how people should see the change or take the change yeah not just all jump on it in one shot we see the goal as opposed to everything that takes right. to get to the goal exactly all right one last question if you could change one thing in your life right now what would it be and why if the power and whatever it takes to make this change you can't you have it what would that one change be there's nothing impossible see i was thinking about this before too and i was like i I was trying to think of like I don't know. I was trying to think of something grand scale or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep right? something huge, something big, and that maybe that's what I'm like hung up on. Is like I'm thinking of something like it has to be like massive, but it's like it can be something <laughs> as something like yeah, just like basic. All right, so we'll end the show, the episode with a story in the Bible. There's a guy, there's a king by the name of Solomon. Mm. It's very basic. I'm not getting into an actual yeah. super basic. Solomon, everyone knows, is one of the richest. Mm. The richest. I mean, he had gold everything. Solid gold buildings. And so basically the guy had the world. Mm. Right? The material world. Yeah. And what he asked for from God every day was understanding. Hmm. If I can just get understanding, more understanding... Just in general. Can you not be more empathetic? Hmm. Can you not be more business savvy? Can you not have more business savvy? 
right? Because your understanding is how things work. If I can understand how you operate, then I can connect with you on a different level. If I can understand how, understand how the stock market works, then I can make money. If I can understand the needs of my spouse or my children, right? Or the people around me, if I could just understand, if I can understand the pain that someone's living in a third world country, if I could just understand you're that much wealthier because now you're not only lifting yourself up, you're lifting them up to another level of appreciation. Mm. And in the understanding comes being humble. So now you're not the show off that you thought would come with such crazy Hmm. quote understanding or knowledge. Right? So I'm not saying that, you know, that's a cheese ball thing to say because it kind of is. But it, it still always stuck with me. Yeah. One of my most ignorant things that came to my mind was like, all the money in the world! And everyone thought right, but it. But that's everyone's go-to. Oh, right. give me all the money in the world. That's what they want change. So well, that well, they don't they have think, to worry about they anything. They think. They think. Right. But that, but see, that, that first thought, that's a false thought. So they don't have right. to worry about everything. That's a very, that's, so that's literally the, the reason why you probably shouldn't. Because life, there's people... Not, I'm not saying myself, but there's people with a lot of money and they're, they came from a lot of nothing, right? And then they made it. Mm. And they always say, I, I, like, I want to stay here where I'm at. I've been rich and I've been poor. Being rich is better. But when I was poor, I must say that life was much more simpler. Right. It was very basic. Mm. But then you have other people saying, you're not doing it right. Mm. And saying, no, because you can also be rich or have wealth. And be and basic. Be, and yeah, have, you know, live a simple yeah. life. So it's not necessary. It can, though. It can get very complicated because, right. there, you know, you see it in the music industry all the time. Where people are like, oh, man, the second I have money, I had all my family members and friends all, you know, gimme, 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 yeah. gimme. You know, one of the most famous hip-hop lines, more money, more problems, right? Because um, now, now, now you're getting, you get into weird things that you never thought you would get into. No one's going to come to you for money if you're just a broke dude. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. N- a lot of people. Sure. Right? Maybe your kids or whatever. Yeah. But, but a lot <laughs> sure. of people are not going to come to you for money. Now you have to start deciphering. I remember like Rick Ross put his like mom and sister instead of like in the beginning, he's like, well, you kind of like, you don't know any better, right? Like you're operating really out of ignorance because yeah, I was making money, but not this kind of money. Right. Right, and it's what everybody wants, right? That level of you know being a millionaire, blah blah blah. It's not the money; it's what the money can do, right? So he then was just giving everybody money. Well, then he then came up with, okay, there's a really fast way to go broke. We all know famous athletes that did that, basically Mm -hmm. blew all their money or gave it all away and have nothing to show for it. So instead of just giving them money, the money that they need to, you know, to buy the food and have, you know, the roof over the head, have them work for me and operate one of my businesses or multiple businesses for me so that they feel that they're earning it. Yeah, I'm probably going to give them a better salary than everyone else on my payroll. But now you're not just in the, you know, it's not a negative thing. Like if this business fails, yeah, that's it. So basically Rick Ross... Like, I I don't know how perfect, but just let's just pretend as a this is exactly how it went down. He basically purchased a like a Wingstop 
one for his mom, one for his sister, made them like the like the the, the head manager, GMs, whatever, of them. Yeah, obviously, right. kind of kind of like an investment type thing. Yeah, so he You're invested invest in my them. money for me. Obviously, he's getting, you know, a kickback from sure. all that, but they're the head honcho of those wing stops, so they feel empowered to like. And right. they care about it because it's on them now. Yeah. Right. They don't want it to fail. They want to show him that they can keep this. Right. So he gives all these examples of doing that, though, with friends and family. Hmm. So now it's like, I'm not giving them money. Now you're, you're working for it. You're working for me, but you're working for your own money. Yeah. But hmm. you're empowered now. Don't ask me for money now because I gave you an opportunity. Yeah. Right. right. So it's understanding. Will we do that? Would I do that? I don't know. I might now because if I ever get to that level because I heard that story. Right. But if you keep asking for stories like that, that level of understanding, how can you not be rich? Hmm. That is what Solomon was, it's like that level. And I'm talking on a stupid, crazy, shallow level here. Sure. It gets deeper on multiple levels, out, of course, outside of money. Yeah. But that comes with spirituality, your education, all kinds of stuff, right? And that's how you become, you know, the dynamic guy or man that you, you know, you desire to be. Hmm. Because our society places so much on money that we think that that solely is all we have to do. Hmm. But how many people do you know who are terrible dads and terrible fathers with all the money in the world? Sure. Right. Do you respect that? So what is it that you respect? Do you respect the person that they are? Or do you just respect the fact that they, they're earners? They're, not, you know, they're, they're an ATM. So it's like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the balanced person who's a good dad? Then you know people who are like really good dads and really good, you know, whatever, but they're broke, right? Or then you know someone who's super spiritual, super like crazy spiritual and very in tune, but can't find a job, you know, uh, at home is not what they're saying it is, you know, at the, you know. It's unbalanced. Yeah. There's an unbalance somewhere. So it's like, how do I become, you know, there, there it goes, finding the balance in between all these little segments um, in, in, in life. And there's a book right there I have under the Bible, <laughs> uh, the Warrior book. Yeah, um, yeah man, I, I mean, I recommend Ultimate that. Warrior. I recommend that. Um, I'm not sure that's for everybody because that, 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 um, that course and all that, it's going to challenge you. So that's not for everybody. But That's, that's not a, a, a starter book. That's definitely not a starter book, but you never know. Some somebody, somebody might need might need, might need that you know crash course kind of thing. He's like, oh boy, wake up, um, yeah, wake up, warrior. Um, but anyway, uh, so with that being said, let's wrap this episode up with a quote by Leo Tolstoy: "Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself." And the last one by Nelson Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. All right, so there you have it, folks. Change. In this episode, the crew talks about their experiences with change. We cover topics that range from new jobs, new homes, change of heart, painful changes, new mindsets, and much more. Wrap the episode up with quotes from Leo Tolstoy and Nelson Mandela. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. 
The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.